Welcome to the Fellowship Baptist Church podcast. Today's episode will be one of our weekly devotionals. These devotionals are typically shot live uh, via Facebook and have been condensed down into an audio version for this podcast. We hope you enjoy the practical biblical teaching you will hear and that you will learn how to better apply God's truth to your life. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope everyone's jumping online here. It's a beautiful, beautiful day today. I guess there is some rain coming here, maybe tomorrow. So uh, let's get outside after we're done with our devotional time here and let's enjoy God's beauty here uh, this morning. So, um, you're going to be going for a jog today? Mm, yeah, I'll jog right out there to the, <laughs> to the, to the truck. I was oh. like, about 15 yards. Figured you'd be getting out there for a nice little run today. <laughs> <laughs> do have quite a bit of work to do outside uh, in our new home. We're waiting to uh, get the internet hooked up. We thought we were going to be able to get it hooked up Wednesday, and that's why I wasn't here Wednesday. I had to meet with Comcast, and then they figured they couldn't get it hooked up and had to send someone else out. So mm. uh, as soon as I get the internet hooked up at our new home, I'll be moving my office over there, but right now my office is still where it's at and still open for business. So uh, if you need uh, some spiritual guidance and help, feel free to give me a call and we'll set up a time. Once you get the uh, internet set up at your house, we'll have to live stream up at your house. Oh, that would be cool. That would yeah. be cool. So Maybe we could even walk people around and let them see our new place. Oh, that'd be super neat. Yep. A very nice place and we're very thankful. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's take our Bible. We'll go to Matthew chapter 26. 26. Oh, Matthew chapter 6. Oh, boy. I don't know where that 20 came from. <laughs> but Matthew chapter 6, and we're going to pick up with verse 25, and I'm going to read through verse 34. So grab your Bibles, or lots of people are trying to figure out what's going to be happening here in the future, especially with this coronavirus thing going on. Uh, and you'll hear this phrase over and over again, these are uncertain times. Everybody keeps saying that, and uh, but you stop and think about it, we always live in uncertain times, and that's what Jesus was teaching to his disciples and to us, beginning in verse 25, therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what ye shall eat, or what ye shall drink, or for your body what ye shall put on, is not life more than meat, and the body more than raiment. Behold the fowls of the air, for they sow not, neither do they reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feedeth them. Are ye not much better than they? Which of you, by taking thought, can add one cubit unto his stature? And why take ye thought for raiment? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They toil not, neither do they spin. And yet I say unto you that Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Wherefore, if God so clothed the grass of the field, which today is, and tomorrow is cast into the oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewithal shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles, or the unbelievers, seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness, and all of these things, all the things that the unbelievers seek after shall be added unto you. It's kind of like a a hidden secret in Scripture that most of us just really haven't wrapped our hearts around. But verse 34, uh, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought 
of the things of itself sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. So it's very clear here that the Lord tells us, do not worry about the future. Mm. I got it. I got it in control. He's the only one that knows what's going to happen in the future. And we constantly live in uncertain times. That's why we really have to put our faith and trust in the one who holds the future. So Ben, why don't you pray for us and we'll talk a little bit about this issue. What does the future hold? All right, dear Lord, thank you for the stay. Thank you for your wonderful blessings. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to communicate truth. And I just pray that you will help all the technology to work well and to just continue to stay on track and just uh, that this uh, devotional can be a blessing to our people, Lord. And I pray all these things in your holy, precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Let's be really honest. Most of us want to try to figure out what the future holds. We want to make plans for the future. We want to prepare for the future. Right now, I'm getting all kinds of text, phone calls of people who are really worried about the future and what the future holds. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Some of these um, have to do with conspiracy theorists. And uh, boy, I'll tell you, they can, they can elaborately put together a conspiracy of what's going to happen in the future and talk about it uh, with real authority and deceive the hearts of, of many. I, I want to really caution you to be very careful about all we're hearing uh, you know, across the internet, that is, in articles that are being emailed to us or text to us uh, about what the future holds. Because the truth is, none of us know what the future holds. Only the Lord Jesus knows that. Amen. So James kind of nailed it when he said in James 4.14, of course we know he's under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, so obviously he's going to nail it. But he says this, Whereas ye know not, we don't know what shall be on the morrow. For what is your life? The only certainty is that death waits us. What is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and it vanisheth away. So Jesus said, you don't know what the morrow holds, but I do. James basically says this, same thing. You don't know what the morrow holds. The only thing that we know is that if the Lord does not return for us, we're one day going to die. We do know that the future holds that for every one of us. Solomon said this in Ecclesiastes 7, verse 14. I thought this was an interesting verse. I just really came across it this week. He said, in the day of prosperity, be joyful. Mm. <laughs> we're, we're always joyful when the bills are paid and we get an increase in our salary and everything's going well and no one's sick at home and um, you know, we rejoice in the day of our prosperity. Everybody does. But in the day of adversity, there is prosperity that comes into our life and there is adversity that comes into our life. He said, consider this. God also has set one against the other. Kind of like what Paul said, I have learned how to abase. Yeah. I've learned how to abound. We never know when we're going to abound and when we're going to abase. Back in February, February, just a few weeks ago, the unemployment rate was the lowest it's ever been in America, yeah. 3.5. Now they're estimating, the Fed is now estimating that if this pandemic continues for any length of time, we could be looking at 30 to 35% unemployment. 
Millions of people are now applying for unemployment, and I just heard that, I think it was yesterday, the whole system crashed Wow! because of how many millions of people were uh, trying to get benefits. So to figure out the future, here's what, here's what we do. We talk to the scientist, okay? Like they have it all figured out. The Bible talks about uh, uh, science falsely so-called. But we, we turn to the scientists. We need to listen to the scientists. Or we need to listen to the medical community. They're the ones that have the answers. They're the ones that know what the future holds. We need to look to the models. You know, they all, we all have this model that we're looking at, that the model's going to tell us what's going to be happening on into the future. We look to our politicians to tell us. Uh, every day, President Trump is having a two-hour telecast as he's taking answers of what they see is going to be happening here in the future. We look to the economist. The economists tell us, you know, how the stock market's going to do, if it's going to go up or it's going to go down. But we look to the economists, and then many of God's people look to what I call prophecy preachers. We'll look to these preachers who have really made a name for themselves in the area of prophecy. So let's let's talk about all of this for just... Just a few minutes here. Deuteronomy 18, verse 18 through verse 20. God says this to Moses, And I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren like unto thee. Like unto you, Moses, I'm going to raise up a prophet. This prophet, I believe he's referring to the Lord Jesus, Ben. What was Moses? The Bible said he was faithful in all of his house. The Bible said that he spoke to God face to face. He was their intercessor. He was the mediator of a covenant. Moses of old, Jesus of new. That's why he said, I'm going to raise up a prophet like unto thee, Moses. So Moses, in many ways, was a type of Christ. He said, and I will put my words in his mouth. Remember what it said, Lord Jesus? His name shall be called the word of God. And he shall speak unto them all that I shall command him. This is my beloved son, the father said. Hear ye him. And then the passage goes on. And it shall come to pass that whosoever will not hearken unto the words which I shall speak, which he shall speak in my name, referring to the prophet, I will require it of him. God's, hold, God's going to hold us accountable as to whether or not we listen to the true prophet of God or not. But the prophet which shall presume, or he says he's speaking in the name of the Lord, to speak a word in my name which I have not commanded him to speak, or that he shall speak in the name of an other gods, even that prophet shall die. So the Lord, the Lord takes false prophecy just as seriously as you can possibly say it. Mm. So think, think, Jesus said this, John said this, <clears throat> Peter said this, that in the latter days, false prophets will increase. I believe that we are living in the latter days. But false prophets are increasing. John said this, Believe not every spirit. Don't believe it. But try the spirits to see whether they be of God. For many false prophets are gone out into the world. Let me ask you this. How do we know if a voice is from God or not? So you say, test them to make sure that they're from God. Well, we do hear a lot of voices. How do we compare those, whether they may be using Bible verses or not to say, this is of God, this is not of God. Page two. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So how do you know who is a true prophet or not? I'll call this the prophet test. Mm. 
And there's many tests that are given to us in Scripture that we can know whether someone is really speaking on behalf of the Lord or not. I'm, I got six of them here. So a true prophet will honor the written word of God and his words will be in absolute harmony with God's word. Amen. So that's one thing we know. This is the absolute authority, not the voice of the prophet. The Bible said this in Isaiah 8, verse 20, to the law and to the testimonies, if they, the prophet, speaks not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. So he's telling them, don't listen to that prophet. Okay? So a true prophet will, will never speak contrary to this book. Okay? It will always be in absolute harmony. Number two, a prophet's prophecy will always come true. You've heard it said, how, how many false prophecies does it take to make someone a false prophet? One. Okay? Jeremiah 28 and verse 9. When the word of the prophet shall come to pass, then shall the prophet be known that the Lord hath truly sent him. Hmm. So, one of the evidences we have that someone is a false prophet is that they give prophecies that don't come true. Mm. Number three, a true prophet does not give his own private interpretation to Scripture. He doesn't take a Scripture. Uh, matter of fact, Peter, when he wrote, talked about how they rest or they twist the Scriptures. He doesn't put his own private twist to it, his own private interpretation to it, and says, Thus saith the Lord. For 2 Peter chapter 1 and verse 20, knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation. Okay? And number four, a true prophet prophesies in the name of the Lord. He doesn't prophesy in his own name. Okay? 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 21, For the prophecy came not of old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. They didn't speak in their own name. They didn't. That, that really brings me to number five. A prophet does not promote himself. Mm. He doesn't speak in his own name, and he doesn't promote himself. You see, all all these prophets are telling you that they're spe they're speaking with God's authority behind them, that they're speaking in the Spirit. But listen, John sixteen verse thirteen. Howbeit, when the when he the Spirit of Truth is come, the Holy Spirit. He will guide you into all truth, for he shall not speak of himself. He doesn't lift up himself. And so if these are true prophets of God, they're not out there making a name for themselves. They're not promoting themselves. And we see that all over today, is the promotion of these so-called prophets. And then the last one I'll bring to you, and there's many more, but I'll bring this one to you. A true prophet points out the sins and transgressions of God's people, and he warns them of judgment to come. That was, that was part of prophecy. Um, they don't prophesy good when evil is coming. And then they tell you why the evil is coming. Isaiah 58, verse 1, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgression, and the house of Jacob their sin. <clears throat> so when we take those sins, I mean, I think we can pretty much have pretty good discernment whether or not someone is a true prophet or not by putting them to the prophecy test. Mm. Try the spirits to see whether they be of God. And then there's this warning that Ezekiel gives in Ezekiel chapter 22, and I preached on this passage 
I think, three or four times uh, over the last 36 years. <laughs> and her prophets have dabbed them with untempered mortar. That's mortar that doesn't stick, okay? Doesn't hold anything together. Seeing vanity and divining lies, saying, thus saith the Lord when the Lord hath not spoken. Hmm. So we have warning after warning after warning after warning. We have test after test after test after test that can be given to us. So when you're hearing these voices that are telling you what the future holds, I want to to tell you something. Beware. Watch out. Now, as I begin to think about that and ponder on that and consider... the texts that have been coming into me, some from our own people. That's why I'm bringing this today. Some from other individuals that I have contact with, worried about the future, YouTube videos for me to watch because they're going to tell us what's going to happen. The last one I just watched yesterday was about uh, why there's this coronavirus and it's because of 5G. Yeah, it's because of 5G. Oh, oh, the network? Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's that's why we have this virus. Gotcha. Okay. Gotcha. The cell phone network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That they're coming out. That with. this okay. new. That's that's what's producing all of this. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Listen. Be not deceived. So here's some thoughts about the future that you can take to the bank. First Thessalonians five sixteen through eleven. For the Lord Himself shall descend from heaven. Hmm with the shout, with the voice of the archangel and the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then they which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Now listen, therefore comfort one another with these words. Hmm. That's a prophecy we know is going to happen. Right? Yeah. You know why? Because God said it. Here's another one. A very familiar verse. Romans eight twenty eight, And we know that All things work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to His purpose. Right? That's that's a future prophecy that you can count on. Here's another one, Philippians 1.6. Being confident of this very thing, that he which hath begun a good work in you will perform it unto the day of Christ Jesus. If you're truly a child of God, you know what your future holds for you? It holds God working in your life trying to produce more Christ-likeness. And he's going to do that until the day he calls us home to glory. First Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through verse 4. <clears throat> Blessed be the God, the Father, the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Here's the future. To the inheritance, incorruptible, undefiled, that fadeth not away, reserved in heaven for you. I'll tell you, we have some amazing promises and call them prophecies of scripture that we know are going to come true. Those you can bank your life on. But be very careful. Okay? False prophets will increase in the latter days. And the Bible says they'll be very deceptive. Hmm. So be not deceived. As I thought about this and uh, those calls that I've been receiving and the texts that I've been getting in the emails and people wanting me to, you know, one of the last ones was sent to me. It was this conspiracy theory of what's going on in our world today. And it was like, you have got to share this with your people. I know who holds the future. 
and I know who holds my hand. With God, things just don't happen. Everything by Him is planned. So as I face tomorrow with its problems large and small, I'll trust the God of miracles. Give to Him my all. So I hope this has been helpful to you today. I hope it's kind of settled your heart. People are going to have all kinds of ideas. They're going to throw out all kinds of thoughts. They're going to promote themselves and say, listen to me. But I'm going to tell you this. Listen to God's word and you will never go wrong. And it will bring comfort to your soul. So Ben, what do you want to add to that? I think, because I'm just a practical guy and I'm always thinking about application, I think the application for ourselves would be, are we being false prophets? Hmm. Um, As we, I, I know so many times, even when I teach teenagers, we're always thinking about other people, you know, like guarding ourselves. But then a lot of times, you know, we ask ourselves, are we that false prophet? Are we the ones communicating things that are false? Um, You know, I think about whenever I teach the kids on friends and not having bad friends, I always come back, are you the bad friend? Are you the person people shouldn't be being with? Like, let's analyze ourselves. And I think just we can always be looking at them like we got to be careful. But if we're communicating things that as we go through this, where's that page? Let's see here. Um, The test page? The test page. Like, let's ask ourselves this. Um, It says, a true prophet will honor the written word of God. Are we honoring the written word of God? Or do we put more honor in the news? Do we put more honor in these conspiracy theories or the things that are said? Um, True prophets, prophecies will come true. Have you made a bunch of claims that haven't come true? I know right now I'm thinking about somebody, a person that I love, but they are constantly coming up with stuff and it doesn't come true and it undermines them, mm-hmm. you know? So now whenever they say stuff, I just kind of roll my eyes because it's like, here, here they go again. And you should. Yeah, because it doesn't come true. Are we like that? Are we undermining our own message because we're making claims that aren't biblical and then they don't end up coming true and then, you know, it's the little boy who cries wolf. Um, a true prophet does not give his own private interpretation to prophecy. Do we give our own private interpretation to scriptures? I think we all are guilty of that. I think we're all guilty of that. And Pastor and I have had many conversations. And if there's one thing that drives me crazy, it's when people give their own interpretations to scripture, or, and I think it's later here, they say, thus saith the Lord, and then they make this claim and, and use scriptures to back it up, but that's not actually what the passage is saying. The Lord told me, the Lord led me. Yeah. It's easy to throw that out there. Uh, true prophets prophesy in the name of the Lord, not his own name. How many of us are out there to get the attention, to uh, lift ourselves up, uh, even on social media? There's mm-hmm. always that temptation for all of us to be lifting ourselves up and to trying to trying to be the loudest voice and to get people to look at us, to get more likes, to get all of these things. Um, let me see. A true prophet points out the sins and transgressions of the people and warns of the coming judgment unless they repent. Do we do that to ourselves? As we get into this, are we analyzing ourselves saying, where are my sins? Where are my transgressions? Where am I at fault in this thing? What can I do personally to help remedy this problem? And so I think all of these things, I think a big takeaway as far as application goes, not just who are we listening to, but am I a false prophet? Because I think we can all slip into that. We can become false prophets. We can become false prophets to our friends. 
We can become false prophets if we're parents to our children, telling our children things that really aren't true and, and things that aren't biblical, things that aren't backed up with scripture. If there's one thing we can always be sure of, if we communicate what the Bible says to people, it is for sure going to come true, right? Because that's where the authority is. But once we start straying outside of that, we just gotta be so careful. And I think here's another important thing. It's okay to have opinions, right? It's okay to have an opinion about things, but we have to recognize the fact that it's an opinion and not what God says, right? So when we say what God says, we can back that up with the authority of Scripture. I'll give you an example here. <clears throat> I had a fellow in my office here the other day, and he was talking about these vaccines that they're trying to develop, a conspiracy theorist here. He heard it from someone, but he said in the, when that starts and they start making that available to us, that in those injections is going to be a microchip. Now, we're not going to know that it's there, but they're going to, they're going to as they've given us those uh, antibodies for the viruses, um, that chip is going to be in that injection, and that's going to be the mark of the beast. And he was all worried about that. I said, now, wait a minute. <laughs> According to Scripture, the mark of the beast isn't going to happen until after the middle of the tribulation period when Antichrist stands in the temple of God right in the middle of the tribulation, showing himself that he is God, demanding the worship of of the people and then forcing them to take the mark. That doesn't happen until the tribulation. I told him, we're, we're not going to be here. Mm. So here he is all worried about getting this vaccine and that it's going to have this hidden microchip in it because someone had told him that. And that is just totally crazy. Yeah. That's why we have, listen, we have to go back to the word of God as our absolute authority in life. Amen. And I think there's one thing that we can all be sure of. People need to know Jesus Christ as their own personal mm. Savior. You know, we can get so wrapped up in all of this craziness and worried about things that we have no control over. You know what we do have control over? Telling people about Jesus Christ. And, um, you know, it's just kind of funny that the more people you tell about Jesus Christ, the more people that get saved. Mm, that makes sense. Doesn't that make <laughs> sense? I had somebody say that to me the other day. They were like, it just seems like the more people you tell about the gospel of Jesus Christ the more people that come to know him as their own personal Savior. Man, and they need to see this in you. They need, they need to see, how come you're not worried about what's going on? Actually, I caught just a little bit of the news this morning, and they were talking about how everybody is just living in fear. Mm. And so, why aren't you living in How come you're not fearful about this? Yeah. See, we have hope that this world doesn't have. The Gentiles seek after it, but we don't because we have a Heavenly Father who promises to take care of us. We are more valuable than the sparrows. Amen. Yeah, and they're not worried too much, are they? Amen. I don't know about tomorrow. I just live from day to day. I don't borrow from its sunshine, for its skies may turn to gray. I don't worry o'er the future, for I know what Jesus said, and today I'll walk beside him, for he knows what is ahead. Many things about tomorrow I don't seem to understand, but I know who holds tomorrow, and I know who holds my hand. Amen. Paul said to Timothy, for God hath not given us the spirit of fear. And Isaiah said these words, that will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed upon thee. Now I know we took quite a bit of time here this morning in our devotional. I, hope you, good, I hope you stayed with us. Yeah. This was very, very important to me as your pastor to try to pastor you in this area, especially some of you that are so worried about all the things that you're hearing 
he that hath ears to hear, let him hear this. Amen. If you just jumped on or jumped on maybe near the end, uh, once we're done with this, go back. Yeah, and, you really need to do that. Go and back rewatch and it. Catch the whole thing. Yep. Go ahead. Go back. Rewatch it. And, and if you can share up. this with some of your friends out there that are flipping out, uh, maybe it'll give some peace to them as well. Amen. Amen. Hey, we just wanted to give you guys a couple of announcements, let you know what's happening. Uh, these devotionals will be happening on uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Uh, this Sunday, we have our services coming up. We're going to be doing our normal Sunday morning service um, uh, here online. Uh, we have our Sunday evening prayer time that we'll also be having. Um, let's see here. Listen, on uh, Sunday, I'm going to be speaking, I believe, on seven disciplines of a godly life. Hmm. We should we should really be motivated in these days toward godliness. Yeah. We're going to find out what godliness is and what it isn't. And then we're going to look at the disciplines that we need in our lives in order to develop true godliness. Okay? Amen. Uh, thank you, Pastor, for, for being here and doing this. we got so many people that have jumped on with us. Uh, Grandma Duncan, good to see you. Love Grandma Duncan. Uh, we have Cindy Carlson, Ella Foreigner, um, The Sheffields. Let me see. Uh, da, 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 da. Aaron Bassnett, good to see you. Down there in Ohio, Pam Reynolds, uh, Matthew and Christina White. Malachi Avery, he's always on here saying good morning. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tim Pratt. Uh, has joined us. Melanie's joined us. Uh, lots and lots of others. Don't have time to say them all, but just thank you everybody for joining with us today. Like we said, if you haven't watched this whole video, once we're done, feel free to go back, watch from the beginning. Very important episode that we had today. And also, I just wanted to mention that Rachel is uh, doing children's stories for the kids. She's telling a story kind of like we would do in Vacation Bible School at the end of each night, doing one of those mission stories. So she's doing one. We have the first one uploaded on the website or on uh, Facebook. And uh, every Tuesday, since pastor's doing Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, we decided to do Tuesdays and Thursdays for Rachel's um, children's story. And then once she's done, her story's done, um, uh, Elizabeth Miracle is going to do another five-part story. And so this should last us um, over the next uh, four to six weeks of stories for the kids and just another way that we thought we could uh, be able to reach out and to just be a blessing. And so be watching for those. They are on Tuesday nights and Thursday nights at six o'clock. I want you all know we miss you desperately. We love you and we cannot wait till we can get back together again. Amen. You have been listening to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We hope this message was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more messages, visit our website at fbcclarklake.org where all of our messages can be downloaded for free. Also, you can subscribe to the Fellowship Baptist Church Sermon Podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud. All of our messages are available for free. If you want to keep up to date on what's going on at Fellowship, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram where you can see what's happening at Fellowship Baptist Church. If you'd like to visit us, Fellowship Baptist Church is located at 3200 Reed Road, Clark Lake, Michigan. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope to see you back here again next time.